Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. You may be seated. You and Gelion might sound familiar the Greek for the good news, the gospel of Jesus, where we get evangelize, evangelism. This means good news. It's a word that actually predated, it preceded the incarnation of Jesus. It means good tidings. It's good news that brings great joy. We see this um, proclaimed with the angels uh, in Luke 2, as they declared to the shepherds, for behold... Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that is for all the people. The euangelion, or the gospel, it's a political word. In the ancient world, evangelists were sent out of returning armies who had come back from war victorious. The evangelists would go into and throughout all of the villages proclaiming the victory saying to the people that they are free. The first marathon runners were composed of runners who went through these villages, running around. We are victorious. They proclaim the gospel, that they are free from tyranny. They have won the vic- The victory has been won for them. You can see then how this is an inspiration for the way that we think about the euangelion, the gospel of Jesus. In 6 BC, an inscription was written about the good news of Caesar Augustus. Whereas the providence which has regulated our whole existence has brought our whole life to the climax of perfection in giving to us the Emperor Augustus, who being sent to us and our descendants as a Savior, has put an end to war and has set all things in order. And whereas, having become God manifest, Caesar has fulfilled all the hopes of earlier times. The euangelion, the good news of Caesar Augustus. And so Jesus came into this world proclaiming a different gospel. It was an affront to the political structures of his age. An affront, such an affront, that when Jesus came and declared the good news of this new kingdom, it became a threat. Such a threat that Herod tried to remove him from the face of the earth. Such a threat that Jesus, the king of the Jews, with the good news of a new kingdom, was executed because he was such a threat. But it wasn't before the apostles were commissioned by Jesus as heralds of this good news. Remember, Jesus is raised from the dead, and just before he ascends, we too are commissioned to run ahead, to run forth and spread the good news that Jesus has won the victory for us, and we are free. This is good news. The good news is beautiful. The good news of Jesus is attractive. 
it both calls us out from where we are and then sends us into something new. Matter of fact, the word beauty comes from kalos, which means to be called. It means to be attracted to something. You see, the beauty of the good news of Jesus, the beauty of the good news that we read today, which is a hopeful gospel, one in which there is no more war and tears are wiped from eyes, that Jesus comes and comforts and walks beside us, that we experience his presence to the end of the age. This good news is attractive. It calls us out in the same way it called Abram out. But then it calls us in. It calls us into the life of God. You are victorious. We are victorious. We are set free. It's an attractive gospel that we are then sent out as beautiful instruments to call others in. In Romans 10, remember, it says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And Paul continues, And how are they to believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? And he ends with this, As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Remember, the gospel is beautiful. Our feet, those of us who are sent as ambassadors, are to be attractive, inviting others into the goodness of Jesus, and then being sent out into the world as heralds. Remember, we've talked in recent days about our calling as everyday monks, the uniqueness of our heritage as Anglicans, descendants of a faith that was born in the British Isles. In the Celtic world, they built walls not as just protection against outside forces, but also to be able to encapsulate neatly this beautiful image and picture of the new creation. It wasn't you know, constructed in this foreign land, full, full of warring clans, by the way, just to keep people out, but instead that they might walk through the doors. They were called out of where they were and into physically into this new world. They were struck by what they found inside the walls. What do you mean we're to forgive our enemies? What do you mean we're committed to each other in such a way that when we are offended, we actually stay? What, what do you mean that we aren't to seek retribution? You see, this is the picture of the kingdom of God in that day that was walled in this beautiful little community. But when they were called out of their land, it wasn't as if they were to dwell within the walls, but then they were sent out. The missionary community went into the lands as instruments of blessing. They walk into the farms of these these. Uh, um, clannish people and bless their crops. This is why is we walk around and beat the bounds of our parish, blessing those who dwell here. They would dwell, bless the streams from which the people fished. They would bless their homes with the sign of the cross. They were instruments of beauty because beauty means to call out. 
they would call out to these people in such a way that they would be attracted in. You see, the good news sometimes has a bad rap. We think of repentance and we are afraid of offending other people. But this is actually with beautiful feet who go into the community as instruments of, be- of blessing to call people into a new life, a new way of being. Not just to assent to a new way of thinking, but to walk with Jesus and in, in, in to live in the life of the community with God at its center. This is us. You've been called here. You and I could probably talk for hours about the beautiful feet of those who have played roles in getting us here, who have had roles in demonstrating this beautiful way of life, that have invited this us into their life. But you, church, are heralds. You are sent forth from this place as heralds announcing that the victory has been won. Gregory the Great referred to the church as the dawn. That either when people walk in here or when they encounter you in your everyday life, you are the sun rising. You are the glimpse of the kingdom of God. We, we here have a neatly packaged image of this kingdom. We are an image. We were bearers of the good news of Jesus' reign. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Revelation itself, its meaning from the book that we read this morning, it means unveiling. And today we read of John's vision. This unveiling as if John takes what is hidden in darkness and the dawning sheds a glimpse of light on it. And, and for the first time, those hearing this story get a chance to see behind the veil. The dawn of a new creation. Where the Lamb is on the throne. Where the Lamb, who is our King, reigns, leading us to springs of water. Where He wipes away tears. From every eye. You see, we have more than a responsibility to just ourselves, to our own needs. We have more than a responsibility to just behave rightly. We even have more than a responsibility to think rightly. We have a responsibility as those who are sent forth into the world. To tell the truth about who Jesus is. To live right here as if we actually have been called out from the land from which we came and entered into a new creation. That when people walk into this building, they see a dawn. That when people see you and I in walking down the streets of this city, they get a glimpse into the new reality. We are sent as ambassadors of Jesus. Heralds of the good news. To call those who are hopeless into a hope-filled world. 
calling those whose hearts are fixed in one land into a pilgrimage towards the heart of God. The angels proclaim this message is for all people, meaning for all ethnos, for all ethnicities, for all nations, for all tribes, for all people. You see, the barrier that we sung about today, the, the, the borders are not the borders of this nation. The borders are the borders of this people. That we are sent from this people as heralds inviting, calling people into this new kingdom. And it is an affront to the way of this world. It is a affront to the kingdoms of this world. That we might become one body with Christ is our head. Church, we are to be the ideal community. The ideal that can only exist under the rule and reign of Christ. Go therefore. Amen.